When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. The King's back. Oh, that's a little cruel right out the gate, but we'll get to that. It is Chris Carlin and Harry Arthur Douglas (laughs) in for Greeny today. On ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive (laughs) Insurance. Uh, We've got so much to get to. Playoff football this weekend. Championship game weekend. So much to cover NBA-wise with one of the great stars in the league and whether or not he's going to finish the season where he is right now. But right now, it's the news of the morning that has us buzzing. There is some breaking news. The Broncos are hiring Packers offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett as their head coach. Was that the first piece in getting Aaron Rodgers to Denver? Oh, it's Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. And here it is, simply, the Broncos had better get Aaron Rodgers right now, Harry, because if they don't, This is an utter mess. There is no doubt in my mind that the primary reason that they hired Nathaniel Hackett was to get Aaron Rodgers to Denver. You know how I know that? I listened to Aaron Rodgers a couple of weeks ago on the Pat McAfee show. I'm really happy for for Nathaniel. I mean, I think he's he's uh, this is a little overdue. To be honest, I mean, I think he's been around the game for a long time. What he did in Jacksonville, I think, was pure magic. Uh, Getting them within a quarter of the Super Bowl. Uh, was incredible. He's a he's a great coach. I love spending time with him. He's a fantastic teacher. He's incredible in front of the room, and I'm really happy for him. That's great. We getting him within a quarter of the Super Bowl also ignores the fact that Blake Bortles actually threw for 75 yards in a playoff game, and they were the <laughs> best rushing team in the league that year. Harry, if they don't get Aaron Rodgers, and this is why they hired Nathaniel Hackett, what a massive mistake. Yeah, and and I'll say this, Chris, the plot thickens it thickens between green bay between denver and aaron Rodgers. but this is just a piece to the puzzle right this is a piece this is a move that the denver broncos made because they envision aaron Rodgers coming to denver at some point now will aaron Rodgers be the only guy that comes to denver we don't know but when you look at the situation in green bay and I and I've been a, I've been a guy who, who who said this. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going back to Green Bay. They have a mess. They have too many things on the table. They they're right now they're in the red when it comes to cap space. Uh, over forty six and a uh, and a half million dollars. Um, they have a ton of people they have to pay. Uh, free agents. You look at the free agents right now that they have in Green Bay. Just the receiver room alone. Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard. Now Lazard is a restricted free agent, but Valdez Scantley, St. Brown. And then your tight end, Robert Tunyon Jr. I know he hurt, uh, uh, hurt his knee and stuff this year, but he's a free agent as well. Not to mention Devondre Campbell, who played a, a, a good brand of football for you this, this year. Rasul Douglas, who came in uh, and started just getting interception after interception. He was a bright spot. They have a lot to, to pack in in Green Bay. Uh, 
But this is a move for Denver. If you're a Denver Broncos fan, if you are Denver Broncos anything, if you live out there, this is this is great. And we all know that Aaron Rodgers isn't vaccinated, right? And we all know that some studies have come out and said that that little plant, there's a certain little plant that helps <laughs> with what helps with COVID, right? That little plant happens to be legal in Denver. That little plant, Chris, happens to be legal in Denver. Make it make sense to me, Chris. Make I, it make sense. I, I, listen, I love the fact that you are going out on that limb as to why he wants to get to Denver. Personally, I don't buy it for that reason. But think about this for a second. It, I don't know what kind of a head coach Nathaniel Hackett is. None of us do. Nope. But all I can do is look at the history here. Number one, he was the offensive coordinator in Buffalo where they had E.J. Manuel and they took him as a first-round pick, and that obviously didn't go very far. He went to Jacksonville with Doug Marone and had Blake Bortles, and as we heard Aaron talk about, got to the AFC Championship game. That was primarily because Leonard Fournette had a tremendous year and because they were, if I'm not mistaken, the number one rushing attack in the NFL. It didn't have a lot to do with Blake Bortles at that point, and Hackett got fired by Jacksonville the next year. So let's think about this from a, and then he goes to Green Bay to be the offensive coordinator where Aaron Rodgers is a quarterback. And let's just be real about it. Anybody's going to look great with Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback. It's just, it's fact. So the Broncos have a first round pick. They have two twos. They have two threes to get, uh, to use to trade to go and get Aaron Rodgers. Because remember, you're going to have to trade. It's not a free agency thing. Rodgers has done nothing over the last few weeks, if you've paid attention, but talk about how great his relationship with Brian Gutekunst <laughs> is and about how, what an amazing guy he is, and we've really grown together in all this stuff this year, and we're going to have a respectful conversation when it happens, and, and a short conversation. He has been talking him up because he learned that last year by being a jerk, he didn't get what he wanted. So maybe mm-hmm. this year, by trying to use a little bit more honey, he will get what he yes. wants and, and, not and get only traded honey, to where he wants to go. Not only honey. See, I ate a biscuit this morning, right? I had me a little biscuit. I'm not going to say where I ate it from. It's none of y'all's business, but I ate a little biscuit. <laughs> and when I got home... Harry's biscuit, that biscuit is not your business. Yeah, when I got home with, the, uh, with, with my biscuit, I opened it up, I grabbed me a knife, and I put a little butter on that biscuit, right? You got to butter that biscuit up to get what you want sometimes. But I, and I'll say this, for the case of Nathaniel Hackett, and, and this is one thing I try to tell a lot of people about uh, not just sports, but business in this world relationships mean everything relationships are more valuable than money it's not about uh who you know it's about who knows you who can endorse you right to get in these positions to be able to be a head coach to be a gm to be able to be in a position of power where you can make moves right it's all about those things it's not just about how smart you are how talented you are unfortunately that i'm saying it's unfortunate that i'm saying that but relationships 
and who can endorse you and who can get you in the door. And Aaron Rodgers talked up Nathaniel Hackett. They have a great relationship. Now he's the head coach in Denver. And there's a possibility that Aaron Rodgers, a very, very good possibility, that Aaron Rodgers may be following suit. Now, this all looks like it's a foregone conclusion to us. Adam Schefter, though, this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max says, it's not 100% the reason that they hired Nathaniel Hackett to be their head coach in Denver. The Broncos picked the coach that they believed would be the best fit for their organization, that would be the best move to change their culture. The fact that he knew Aaron Rodgers, that's a, that's a cherry on top. Don't get me wrong. It's not, oh boy, it's not nothing key, but I, I don't believe that's why they went after him, for all the conspiracy theorists, right? Oh, we're going to go hire, pack it, and then go get Rodgers. Like, look, they may be thinking that. I wouldn't be surprised. They, they wanted Rodgers last year. But I don't think that's why they hired Hackett. Well, it can't be. If that's how you're doing it, because you have no guarantee of actually being able to get him, get him. Yep. it can't be the reason. And I hope for but their it's one sake. Of them. But it's one of them. Yeah, there's no question in my mind. Apparently, you know, I have always been a conspiracy theorist. And yes, I mean, to a degree. But yes, I think they absolutely wanted to do it because of that. It has been Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. It is a jam-packed Thursday right here on Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Chris Carlin and Harry Douglas in for Greeny today, presented by Progressive, as we said. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home, car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Breaking news, even more of it. How about this? A future Hall of Famer has announced his retirement. We'll tell you all about that next. It's Chris Carlin, Harry Douglas, in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and on your smart speaker at Play ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. And the clock hits zeros and the Steelers season is over and with it, the career of the great Ben Roethlisberger. It didn't end the way that the Steelers wanted it and the way Roethlisberger wanted it, but it does come to an end. And the winner stays, the loser goes home. That's the end of the game with a final score. 
Kansas City 42, Pittsburgh 21. Well, it is official. Ben Roethlisberger announcing his retirement. Chris Carlin, Harry Douglas in Fort Greene on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. And Harry, there is nothing really surprising about it. After 18 years, he posted a video on Twitter announcing his retirement. And look, he is a future Hall of Famer. He was a terrific winner and in a lot of ways the perfect quarterback for the city of Pittsburgh uh, for as long as he was. I I feel like he may have overstayed the welcome by a year or so, and I understand what the numbers said last year, but it was clear that it was time for him to go. Yeah, but Big Ben is is the the ultimate uh, guy when you think of a Pittsburgh Steeler. He is that guy. Uh, Made so many plays for that franchise, for that organization. Uh, Things that stand out to me is being able to – elude big guys and throw big guys trying to tackle him uh, off of him and still throw like 30, 40-yard bombs downfield for touchdowns. I remember, man, we used to watch the Pittsburgh Steelers back when they had Antonio Brown, Emmanuel Sanders, and Mike Wallace. You used to be like, how do they get so many easy damn big plays? How do they get so many of them? Big Ben, scramble drill, improvising, eluding tackles, throwing it deep to three of the fastest guys in the National Football League at the time. And it was other times we just seen those guys just run by people and Big Ben just throw it up in the air and they go get it and run underneath it and score touchdowns. But Big Ben is a guy that I, I respect on so many levels. Uh, played against him my, my freshman year in college. Uh, I wasn't playing at the time. I was actually sitting the bench. But down in Mobile, Alabama, when he was just throwing dart at the dart at the dart. And then when he got drafted, I realized exactly who it really was throwing those darts. You know, admittedly, I'm a Steelers fan. Lifelong. And couldn't get enough of him at the beginning of his career. But I have personally had a complicated relationship as a fan because of the allegations back in the day. And I think that Seth Wickersham, two weeks ago, if you haven't read his article on ESPN.com on the career of Roethlisberger and how you reconcile all of that, I think he put it perfectly as to how people can feel about him. It was, for me, it was like, all right, you can't always root for him because he didn't always feel like he was the best guy, but that does not take away from the player that he is on the field and as tough as he is and as much as he wanted to play all the time. I think it's so funny. Like, they won two with him. They may have won a third if Rashard Mendenhall doesn't fumble against the Packers. Speak on it. Yeah, and... There's no denying, like, if you look back, and his parallel was always going to be Eli Manning and Phillip Rivers. To me, there's no question of those three. Roethlisberger was absolutely the best quarterback of those three. Hands down. And then they also probably would have won a third one if their secondary decided they actually didn't want to give up big plays to Mm. the Green Bay Packers receivers as as well. So can't forget that. Can't leave that out, Chris. No, you cannot. You cannot. But at any rate, it also plays into the news of the day. As we told you at the top of the show, Nathaniel Hackett getting hired by the Denver Broncos. He is, of course, the Packers offensive coordinator. Makes everybody think that the Broncos hired Hackett to lure Aaron Rodgers there in a potential trade. But there are other openings and other places for Rodgers, and one of those rumored places has been Pittsburgh. And I'm, I'm not going to say this because I'm just a fan, okay? It is an ideal situation for him if you want to go and win. There are a couple of others if you want to go and win. Pittsburgh is an ideal situation for him, 
And Harry, I'm not ready to say that the San Francisco 49ers are not an ideal situation for him. And I know they drafted Trey Lance, but hear me out for a second. They're in a position to win now and in the short term over the next couple of years. We have all operated under the assumption that Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to be the quarterback next year. And frankly, there have been times in this postseason where they have won in spite of his play. I think that if Rodgers, as we said, has really been buttering up Goodakunst, as you talked about with the biscuit, Mm-hmm. that he, <laughs> while it's in the NFC, and it may not be where the Packers want to send him, if the Packers are trading away Aaron Rodgers, they know they're not winning and they're going to take the hit on the salary cap over the next year or so as, as it is. What difference would it make if they could actually give you the most and they could give you your quarterback of the future if you don't believe in Jordan Love with Trey Lance? Yeah, that's the thing. It's all about um, how, how do these teams, what can they offer the Green Bay Packers for uh, Aaron Rodgers. And you look at San Francisco, a team who's uh, I would never count out because of their run game and their physical toughness and their mental toughness week in and week out. And, but you look at the cap space, right? They're only, they only have $10 million going into next year um, as of right now. But if you, you trade away Jimmy G, get rid of Jimmy G, that's a lot of more money you can, you can add in, uh, into that as well. If you get rid of Trey Lance, that's, that's even more. And then you look at the Denver Broncos, who has $40 million uh, to work with. And then if you get rid of some people within that trade, it's going to add to that number. And then you look at Pittsburgh. They have $34 million right now. So uh, I think all three, all four of these teams, the San Francisco 49ers, Green Bay, Denver, and Pittsburgh, are in the mix in this thing. I know Green Bay is where he started his career and where he is right now. But I think the number one choice in my eyes right now would be Denver. Number two would probably be San Fran. Number three would be Pittsburgh. And I, I mean, you can't count Pittsburgh out. And I know they have O-line questions. But the job that Mike Tomlin has been able to do over and over again, uh, especially this year, uh, when it didn't look good early on and still found a way to squeak into the playoffs, I think it says a lot about culture. And I think Aaron Rodgers loves uh, that thing. And I think he has that respect for Mike Tomlin as well. Yeah, it's funny. You mentioned protection and offensive line issues. Rodgers did get away with a little something on the Pat McAfee show yesterday that he slid in there when talking about the loss the other night. We had trouble (laughs) protecting. It was very similar to what Peyton Manning said years ago when they lost in the divisional, when they were supposed to win. But Rodgers has said and said yesterday with Pat McAfee that he is not going to take a whole lot of time in trying to make a decision about his future. I, I feel like I'm at, I'm at the place relationally with the Packers, you know, in a really good place, especially with, uh, with Brian and the way our friendship and, and trust has, has grown where the, it would be a simple conversation and whatever comes out of that conversation is moving forward. There's not going to be any weird, you know, standoff, uh, you know, war of, silence or anything it's you know brian and i have had good conversations throughout the year and and when it you know when it comes time to make a decision we'll have a we'll have a conversation and, and that'll be that there won't be it won't be a long drawn out process and uh, i think that's what's best for me for him for the organization and for all the other decisions that need to be made boy he is slathering on that butter <laughs> <laughs> i love it though man but but to, to to drag that decision out i don't think that's fair to the organization I don't think that's fair to people, um, uh, his teammates as well. So the quicker he can make that decision, which would probably be before free agency, would be the ideal thing. 
uh, it, it's smart. So uh, that way you can you can get the ball rolling on where you possibly want to be if you don't want to be in Green Bay as well and, and, and see what the organization can do and who they can talk to to make that thing go swiftly, uh, swiffer. Did you know several industries are projected to grow this year, like pet services and health and wellness? If you own a business in one of these growing industries or a range of other industries, you probably need to hire ASAP. So there's only one place to go, ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter's technology finds the right candidates for your job, and you can invite your top choices to apply. ZipRecruiter is the number one rated hiring site in the U.S. based on G2 ratings. Now you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E-E-N-Y. It is Chris Carlin and Harry Douglas in for Greeny today on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. The other issue that I find fascinating for Rodgers is those that believe that it's actually the best place for him to win is where he is right now, if I can say that in sentence form, that he should stay in Green Bay because that might be his best opportunity. Here's Mark Schlereth, three-time Super Bowl champion, on the topic. You know, the best place for Aaron Rodgers to win a championship is in Green Bay, but if every time they win 13, 14 games, they get in the playoffs and get bounced, you know, I mean, maybe he doesn't feel like they've got the coaching staff or the organization to get over the hump. I don't know, but it certainly feels like Nathaniel Hackett to Denver means that at least Aaron Rodgers didn't play. Well, at the same time, though, when you're talking about Green Bay being the best place as far as staying, mm-hmm. is it beyond this year? I can't imagine that it is. Not with Devontae Adams in a very uncertain situation there. We know how much Rodgers loves him. And not with all the other salary cap issues that they have on the team that you went through a few minutes ago. Pretty much every offensive weapon outside of Aaron Jones. Yes, they have a lot of guys who are going to be up for a contract, So, in, including his favorite target, like you just mentioned, Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, he's a restricted free agent, Valdez Cantley, St. Brown, Robert Tunyon Jr., he, who he tours ACL this year, but he's another guy who, who who's a free agent. So who's he going to throw the damn ball to? Exactly. Tell me. Who's he going to throw the ball to? Now, I know a lot of people, why would he go to the AFC West? He has Patrick Mahomes over there, Justin Herbert, Derek Carr. He's a competitor. Why wouldn't he want to go in the AFC West? Okay, all right. What? This is where you're losing me. Wait, Carl. This is where you're losing me. Just give me a second, Chris. Just give me a second, okay? Because what's all the talk been these last few years? These young guys, these young QBs, they're doing their thing. How you know that's not going to trigger Aaron Rodgers to want to go and compete against them? How do people know that? Because if you're a competitor, which, you know, I, I played the game, so I, I want to go against the best. Mm-hmm. I don't want to keep going against the weak. I want to go against the best. I want to see, are they elite like they say they are? I want to go up against them. That's, that's just me, Chris. That's just me, though. I understand, and I understand the competitor mentality. But when you listen to Aaron Rodgers talk now, he sounds like more of a pragmatist than a guy that's still in those younger days and thinking in those terms. He sounds like somebody that wants to go to the best situation possible. Are we sure that he feels like Denver is the best place for him to be? I I don't know that that's the case. When you have those other guys, why would I not want to try to get somewhere where the road could be a little bit less bumpy? 
where I don't have to worry about a generational talent that's 26 years old and Justin Herbert right behind him. I'm not even talking about Derek Carr here at the moment. I'm not even throwing him in the mix, and he's pretty darn good. I, I if I'm Aaron Rodgers, it's the last place I want to go wow. out of the teams that could actually compete for a championship because I'm 39 years old. I'm trying to win another one now while I still can. I'm trying to get not get knocked out in a divisional round and not have a home field because these guys beat me. You know, I split games with them during the year. Guess what? Guess what, Chris? What? If he goes to the San Francisco 49ers, he has to deal with Matthew Stafford. Did you okay. know that? He has to deal with Mr. Little Man, who didn't want to play. He wanted to play Little in his playoff game. Um, Murray he has to deal with him. Kyler Murray? Yep. If you give me a choice of having to deal with Matthew Stafford and Kyler Murray versus Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes, there's not a discussion to be okay, had. Okay, so if you go to Pittsburgh, you got to deal with Lamar Jackson and Joe Burrow. This is true. It doesn't matter where you go. That competition going to be there. The competition just gets a little steeper in the AFC West. I want that competition. I Uh, want it. I want it, Chris. I I, want it. Aaron Rodgers may want want, want it. I, I totally get that. I totally get that. Tom Brady went to the NFC South, and he had to deal with Drew Brees and Matt Ryan at his age. I don't think he really looked at those two as major competitors. I don't know how you can't look or how you can look at at, uh, at both Herbert and Mahomes as the top two in the AFC right now, as far as the future is concerned, the next few years. Burrow's right there. There's no doubt Lamar I'm Jackson taking, is I'm right there. I'm taking Justin Herbert over all the young ones right now. Over Mahomes? No, I ain't say Mahomes. Mahomes okay. has been in the league four years. So I'm, I'm, all the other ones, I'm taking Herbert over, over all of them. Listen, I, I think it's absolutely nuts on his part to think about doing that, to think about going somewhere where I'm going to have to deal with that twice a year in addition Chris, to Derek Carr. We don't, the athletes don't think like that, I know that, they don't. Man. We but don't, at some point, don't they like have that. to get a little bit pragmatic? At some point, don't they have to think a little bit more in terms of what the easiest route is going to be when you get to 39 years old? Competition brings out the best in you, or it can bring out the worst in you. I don't see Aaron Rodgers worrying about no damn quarterback he has to go up against. Uh, No, I just don't. Aaron Rodgers isn't wired like that. Most athletes aren't wired like that. That's That's the last thing he's thinking about. Trust me, I promise you that. All right. He wants that. If it's anything, he wants that competition. He wants it. Let's get more into it right now. She has joined us in the studio. She is ESPN NFL reporter Diana Rossini. Diana, Chris, and Harry Douglas. Harry seems to think that Denver is an absolute no-brainer for him as far as where he should want to go. I think it's very, very difficult to suggest that Denver is an ideal situation because of Patrick Mahomes and because of Justin Herbert. What's your read on this entire situation to begin with? Well, Aaron Rodgers has obviously won a lot of MVPs, and he's had a lot of individual success, and you have to figure if he chooses not to retire and wants to continue to play, he's doing. he wants to play because he wants to win. And I do think going to Denver makes it really difficult because we know with the playoffs, it starts within your conference, or excuse me, within your division. And the quarterbacks you just named, they are a problem. We're talking about 
some of the top quarterbacks in the NFL he would have to be facing twice a season. That's going to be hard for him. Uh, you know, you get the player perspective on this, though, and they'll tell you, and, and I've spoken to players this morning about this, that you, you don't make decisions based on fear of the competition. You, can't, you, you, don't, you don't get to this level of playing professional football frightened by others. But I, I just think that for him and having this opportunity now, which, by the way, let's, we can have this conversation, I don't think Green Bay is going to be letting him go with all this ease. I understand there's language in his contract, but any conversation I've had with the Packers, they are going to do everything they possibly can, Chris, to keep him and try to get him. So I still think that options on the table were very quick to go, all right, he's going to Denver because of Hackett. But but let's see here on, on what happens. Well, I, I'll say this, Diana. Uh, if I'm Green Bay, if they don't want to send Aaron Rodgers to a place that he wants to go if he doesn't want to come back to Green Bay and he retires, why lose him for nothing if you can get something for him? That's my mindset GM-wise. I'm not going to lose a guy to retirement versus being able to get collateral for him if we traded him. Oh, he certainly has leverage. He he has way more – he has complete leverage than more than he did last season when he had nothing. The Packers were like, yeah, you're not going anywhere. Sit yeah. out. That's fine. <laughs> you sitting out is still probably better than our option. Um, so, yeah, it would be smart for them to do that and 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 make the trade. My my question is, what is the Packers' succession plan here? You know, this is why they're holding tight and why – they want to keep Aaron Rodgers on top of the fact that he's an incredible football player. It's we, I think we've seen Jordan Love. I, I don't want to say it's a complete miss because that's not fair. He, 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 he deserves to show a little bit more. But think about the other quarterbacks around the league that we've seen and, and, and we're pretty much sold on them. I mean, what, Justin Herbert had an hour to prepare before he was told he had to go in there and start. And I think at the end of that Chargers game, we're all like, yep, that guy's it. They've got their quarterback for the next 10 years, right? It took one game. It took maybe two with Patrick. It took maybe two with Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Kyler Murray. It didn't take that long. We don't really know about Jordan Love. And if anything, if if I think push comes to shove, we're like, "Mm, probably not it. So I think the succession plan for the Packers is the biggest question mark and the concern and why they're not going to they're going to grip tight here. Greeny, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. 
Better because it has to be. So is Sean Payton going to be on TV or on the sidelines? It's Chris Carlin, Harry Douglas, in for Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. You could save big when you bundle your auto, home, motorcycle, RV, or boat. Visit Progressive.com. ESPN NFL reporter Diana Rossini joining us in studio, giving us the straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. I think we all pretty much believe that Sean Payton is telling us the truth when he doesn't plan on being on the sideline next year. Is there a chance he could get bowled over into changing his mind to go someplace, I don't know, like Dallas? Oh, <laughs> why would you say that, Chris? Um, I really think he wants to take this year to recharge. I do think he wants to step away you know, relocating to Arlington for a month because of the hurricane, four different starting quarterbacks, dealing with COVID, all these different injuries. It wore on him. And, and, you know, I think most people in the NFL that are close to him, that have had conversations with him, I spoke to a Saints player this morning, everyone knew it was coming. Uh, Going back to even training camp, everyone knew that that this had been something uh, Peyton had been discussing or at least thinking about. And at 58 years old, you know, I I think – if he thought he could make a move now would probably be the best time. Um, in terms of his future as a, as a head football coach, I do not get any sense, Chris, from talking to him that he's done coaching football. Not at all. Um, I, I think that's going to be – I think he's going to struggle this year being away from it. I think the media thing may, may um, appease him a bit and, and pacify some of those uh, interests, but I, I think football for him is just what he does and, and, and what he's all about. But – what organization organization is that, right? I, I think the sweepstakes for him is going to be wide open um, probably week one of this year coming up, right? Sure. Uh, every time a coach makes a makes an error, everyone's going to say, well, call Sean Payton. Um, I think for him, though, he wants to work for a storied organization that has an owner that's going to be loud, that's going to make things happen. That's going to get things done that he wants to get done. And this isn't a knock at all on the New Orleans Saints organization at all. They had an amazing relationship. Um, and the Benson family had always been uh, very supportive of him. But I think the frustrations with the penalties, the no calls, things uh, that we saw New Orleans deal with towards the end there, and especially in the playoffs, I think that, that was mounting and a lot of the reason why he was stepping away. So uh, I could see him trying to line himself up with a very loud-mouthed owner um, that, that, that can do that for him. I say when you, when you look at Sean Payton, um, I had the, the luxury of playing against him, being here in Atlanta for seven years, and that rivalry between the Saints and the, and the Falcons. And he's a guy that you, you knew pl- playing against. So he was going to bring his A game every time he stepped out on that football field. He was going to put that time in. He was going to give you multiple personnel groupings. Um, I used to love being on the sideline at the wide receiver position and looking at him, and he's just smiling, like looking at me like, what you going to do? And then catch a little ball, you talk a little smack to him. That's, that's the fun back and forth that you had with Sean Payton. But I'll tell you this, one of the things I thought, a couple of things I thought, seeing that press conference the other day, you could tell he's a little bit exhausted. He's tired. Um, he's been away from his family for a while. You look at the cap space there in the red, $71 million right now. The QB questions, life without Drew Brees. And I can honestly say that for him, taking a year off may uh, revive a lot of things, may revive that hunger. Not saying that he lost it, but may, may add an extra hunger to him. Because sometimes you, you, don't, you don't realize how much you really do love it until you take a year or two off. 
Um, and, and then he can refresh. But I'll tell you this, Mike McCarthy may only have one year. He may only have one year because I can see uh, Sean Payton with that offensive scheme and that offensive personnel doing miraculous things, miraculous things. You look at they had two tight ends, right? They have the two running backs. They have the receivers. They have everything there to, to, to be productive. They just need that guy. And I feel like it's an opportunity for Jerry to sacrifice. I think it's Jerry's turn to sacrifice and take a step back and let a guy like Sean Payton just do, do, what, he, do what he does, right? But the, the MO around Jerry right now is that he wants to control everything. He wants to have his input on everything. You have a guy like Sean Payton – uh, who who done a, a, a wonderful job in New Orleans, uh, brought that city back to life um, when they didn't have much hope. You you let him you you sit back and let him do his thing because he's proven that he can do it and get it done and win a Super Bowl doing so. Harry, you you bring up a really good point about the power structure, right? So in New Orleans, there are times where you almost think that Sean Payton's the owner, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah, he's yep. obviously not. Uh, he's so detail oriented. You know, I joke that he is in meetings about what's going to be on the Jumbotron. And I'm not joking. Like, he literally cares about everything that's happening in the Superdome, at practice, roster. Every, he knows every single thing about the New Orleans Saints. Uh, from Even just from the media standpoint, he knows which reporters are at what press conferences. He knows what requests I'm emailing communication directors because I'll get a text not doing it. Please don't come to New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, like I'm being very serious. Like that's just how much control he has. And, and you know, Jerry Jones is the same way. Uh, maybe n- not as involved in those smaller, smaller details, but he runs that place. And, and, it would be interesting to see what that relationship would be like. ESPN NFL reporter Diana Rossini with us in studio. All right, we've only got about 90 seconds here, but you are in L.A. this weekend for the 49ers and the Rams. What is intriguing you the most about this game? I cannot wait to get to L.A. I I met Harry for the first time, by the way, in Nashville. Uh Um, We were on the sideline together, freezing our booties off. Mm -hmm. Um, And now you're going to L.A. And now, see you later, people Mm -hmm. headed to L.A. Now, I'm I'm more excited about the game more than anything. Forget the weather. Um, You know, Kyle Shanahan, 6-0 against Sean McVay. And, And to me, the story of the game is going to be this Niners defense uh, facing the Rams offense, Matthew Stafford with all the weapons. What are they going to be able to do? We kind of know Jimmy G. We, we, we know uh, the run game that Kyle leans on. I think if the Niners get ahead quickly, the Rams are in trouble. Uh, on paper, I think the Rams should win this when you just look at what they've done and the momentum that they're riding with Stafford right now. But I, I think Kyle Shanahan is in Sean McVay's head. Awesome stuff. Travel safe. Thank you. We'll talk more about the games next week. Diana Rossini, ESPN NFL reporter. Time to say goodnight to that check engine light with the free AutoZone Fix Finder service. It'll help you troubleshoot the likely cause of your light for free so you can drive with peace of mind. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Up next, the first head coaching domino just fell. Will it lead the head coaching candidate back to Dallas? Chris and Harry in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.